Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Uh, Kenny, I have to ask a very uh, critical, important question at this point. Of me? When you were when you were going uh, to school at Central High School, yeah. the home of the Trojans. Yes. Did you um, did you enjoy playing uh, the East Greyhounds, or did you or did you look forward every year to that as kind of a a special game? Uh, it, well, they were all special. I mean, the the most heated rivalry was uh, Central was Denfeld. and Denfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had some great times in those days. <laughs> and I'll I think... never forget the I'll never forget the time that we woke up. I think it was nineteen sixty five. Might have been sixty four. And some hooligans from Denfeld had taken a toilet and hung it on the clock tower at Old Central High School. You know, with a banner, with a banner that read "Flush the Toilets." Yeah, that's funny because I don't remember that per se, but I've been told that over the years. Now, when I went to Central, I went to the new Central up over the hill. And it was probably my senior. Were you the little hooligans that put the Volkswagen on top of Denfeld High School? No, 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 no. Denfeld put it on top of Central's roof. Oh. oh. And I found out many years later. Now, this was 75. And I found out 30 years later that uh, there was a guy named, oh, he had a last name named Smalley. (laughs) God rest his soul. And another guy, uh, they called him Sully. Sully, yeah. And uh, yes. we had a we had a quite a chuckle because I, I I'll never forget he had a gas station. Uh, what was his name? Sean Sullivan, and it was Sully's, yes. and he had a little repair shop or something there at the fifty seventh or uh, Central and Grand. It might be a hair right. salon uh, now, but yep. Anyways, it's we're sitting in there. We now. had a mutual friend, and we're in there talking, and, and that conversation came up. I said, "Wait a second! I went to Central in seventy five. Was that you guys?" And they kind of like, you know, look, well, I don't know, maybe. And they're looking around. And I thought, that was you guys? Yeah. Good times, man. Good times. Anyway, there were some good times. And, of course, in those days, you could get away with things that you could never get away with today. Sure. By that, I mean administration would come down on you. The principal of the school would come down on you. Well, I they remember, physi- for they, example, they got physical with you. I mean, literally. Physical. Oh, physically, yes. Yeah, they would grab right. you by the ear and pull you into the office, yeah. and you didn't dare do yeah. anything. But, I mean, I remember the time, uh, the old days, when we played East at, uh, I think maybe this was at the deck, but it may have been at the old uh, ice, you know, where we played all the games originally, the curling club, mm. which has since gone. Sure, it's now sure. the Rose Garden, I think, or something like that. Yeah. But but anyway, it was at one of those games, and I was just a young pup. I was a, like a 10th grader, and uh, I did, never played hockey in my life. I moved here from 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 uh, Floodwood. We didn't play hockey up there, but I went to the game, and I was so excited, and the teams were cheering. Denville was cheering. We got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? Oh, and I looked yeah. over, and the whole east section stood up at one time, and they waved dollar bills at us. <laughs> And they said, they said, we've got money. Yes, we do. We've got money. How about you? And hence the nickname, the Cake Eaters. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, why do you bring this up? Well, because last night my hunters lost to uh, East. In overtime. In, in overtime. Yeah. 
Yes. Good, uh, very good game with Denfelt in East. Uh, shots, at least through the second period, were very even. Denfelt's turned things around out there, Brad. And as you know, they yes. went up to Class AA now. Right. And I think this is good. I think it's good for Duluth hockey. I think it's for the, good for these kids. I think it's real good. Well, I think so. I think so, too. I'm a little concerned about where they're going to get the numbers from uh, because they don't have much left. I mean, they've got Piedmont hockey, and they've got uh, – th- do they still have a program on Aguirre, New Duluth? I think so. Oh, sure. But uh, but they've lost uh, – I don't know that they have any skating at Irving anymore. Irving used to turn out a lot of kids. Merritt turned out a lot of kids. Yeah. There's no program at Merritt anymore. Right. So – you know they're going to have to get those get those players from someplace. But you know, anyway, right, it must have been a must have been a great game because uh, yeah. evidently E scored late in the third period. Looked like they were going to win, yeah. and then Denfell came back and scored a goal to tie it. And then they went into overtime and lost it in overtime. Yeah. See, Brett, I don't know if you have got this on your docket of things to talk about, but I think it's important because uh, we had a armed robbery at a Walgreens uh, here at the in the Plaza yes. district right. uh, on Sunday. Uh, somebody with a knife. And uh, now we learn two dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we learn that uh, Tuesday night, another Walgreens. This one up in Kenwood at Kenwood and Arrowhead Road. There was an oh, yeah. armed robbery there last night. Now, is this somebody that's targeting Wal uh, Walgreens parking lots, or mm. is it just kind of a random thing, maybe? But w- was it was it the same kind of uh, thing, Kenny? Was it in the different parking weapons, lot, not in the store? Yeah, the, the one at, at the plaza. Walgreens was a knife. The one in Kenwood was a gun. Oh, boy. Yeah, or at least they brandished what <clears throat> appeared to be a gun. Now, are they are they targeting Walmart, you think, because they know people going in there to buy their medications or whatever may have money, but usually they're a card. Yeah. Are they, are well, they trying to steal their medications, maybe? Well, I don't know. according to the story from New- Northern News Now, uh, let's see who put this together. Jason Van Horn. Uh, okay. Police were searching for a suspect Tuesday night after an armed robbery at the Kenwood Walgreens. According to police, it happened around 7.30 Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Uh, they responded, uh, officers responded, that is. An employee told officers a suspect walked in, flashed a gun, and demanded money. The employee gave the suspect some cash, and the suspect ran off. And they were still Mm. searching for that person. There's been no updates here, so I assume that person's still at large. But they're going to go through the Walgreens. uh, Do they have cameras? They they do photos. And the story, okay, yes. And the story says that they will be reviewing security cameras. And of course, they're asking for any details from the public. If you do have some information, please contact the police department. And just call 911 and say, hey, I've got some information on that uh, Walgreens uh, robbery. That's all you got to do. Yeah, you would think that uh, th- that there's a good possibility that somebody might be targeting them when there's two within a very short period of time like that. But it could just be coincidental. We, I guess we don't know, especially since they use different forms, one going into the store, one going out in the parking lot. You know, yeah. we, we've heard about this, and maybe we don't hear about all of them, but we hear about the downtown uh, street robber from time to time. If you look at the jail roster, you can see they're there. I don't think we hear all those stories, um, but nonetheless, uh, this is a this is a very disturbing trend. Yes, very much so. I I was watching uh, one of the news shows this morning as I was doing my prep stuff, and uh, I noticed that a lot of 
the headline story was how in a lot of uh, stores now, like Walgreens and Pennies and other stores, they're locking up things like socks and underwear in, in yeah. glass cages yeah. because those are the things that people are stealing from the stores. Yeah. Well, you again, would think it would be much more expensive things than that. I know that, you know, I when I go into Walgreens now, it's obviously they've got razors, especially electric razors locked up, uh, you know, other things locked up that have some dollar value to them. But in some of these areas, like out in Portland and, you know, those areas, I mean, it's just get, become like everyday occurrence. Well, for the record, the place. for the record, and I've talked about this over and over, I've mentioned that I think a lot of these um, smash and grabs that we see in these mobs of uh, youth uh, going into department stores, and they're just uh, grabbing things off of racks, and they're grabbing handfuls yeah. of clothes, yes. and I'm thinking, do they need that many clothes? And, and, and my thought is, no, they don't. They're no. selling these things online. Yep. And I read something over the weekend by a Facebook friend of mine who commented that they were on a site and they saw some rings for sale, some jewelry. And the comment that they made was that the name seemed suspicious and there were some vague things about it. And that's what's happening here, Brad. Yeah. So my, so what responsibility does social media have to these people that are stealing these things, going online to sell them to get the money? Because I know that's what's happening. Not all of yeah. it, but a lot of it. I know it is. And and there are a lot of sites, Kenny. You're absolutely right. In fact, I read a story recently. California has come up with state laws now where they banned the sale of merchandise on on these kinds of websites because they know so many of them are theft rings. So I don't well that's a good question. What kind yeah. of a what what kind of responsibility does a website have? When they see somebody come on and they got, oh, I got uh, 30 pairs of uh, men's uh, pants exactly. I want to sell online. <laughs> They're just indiscriminately grabbing, taking their arms and wrapping it around these uh, racks of clothing and running out of the store. Well, they're not getting it for themselves. They're not getting no, it for their not. kids. Nope. We know why they're getting it because they're selling it online. So something has to happen there. There needs to be uh, Congress really should step in here on this stuff with social media. Well, here, here's what here's what would happen, Kenny, if you turned this over to uh, Governor Walls or one of our uh, local local elected officials. Th- they would come up with a program to give those people that are selling and going in and robbing and snatching things to give them some money, they, to give them some cash on the hope that maybe they would stop doing that. See, if we give them some money, because they're just poor. Poor people, they they don't have a job. They, even though there's thousands of jobs open, and but they maybe aren't qualified to flip burgers and do those kinds of things. So, so if we give them some repatriation money or give them some regular payments, cash payments, maybe they'd stop doing that. Well, it's interesting because there was a thing regarding Walgreens and how Walgreens was going to be. They're they're shutting a lot of stores, and the reason yeah. they're shutting a lot of stores is because of the overwhelming theft that's taking place and one in particular was in boston and brad then you had the communities of color for health equity come out and say that walgreens should endure this this is some endure it yeah 
you can't close this store, and this is something you're just going to basically need to uh, deal with. Huh? Yeah, that's, in other words, you got to build in an amount on your bottom line that you're willing to give out or have lost, you know, have, have taken. No, that, that's not the way the world's supposed to work. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's really, so, it's, it's really not the way the world's supposed to work. We're losing our, 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 what's wrong with rules? What's wrong with punishment? Well, some of it is, is that we don't have parents that are willing to uphold those rules or may even make an effort with it. We've got way too many cases where kids are running kids. Kids don't have any control no, or parents don't have control over the kids. The only control that in a, in, in a number of these areas, we know, for example, Chicago, Illinois has numerous killings every weekend. Well, they don't seem to be too concerned about it because usually, you know, it's just gang members shooting gang members. You know, it's a, it's, it's never a crip shooting a bunch. Yeah, and a, and a, you know, it's never it's, talked it's, about. That's okay. We mentioned no. it here on this radio station, or I'm sorry, this radio program. And I can tell yeah. you, Brad, over the weekend in Chicago, five people were killed and eight were wounded. And I think those numbers yep. are relatively low from what we uh, normally see because of the extreme cold weather. Yeah. Now. Yes, but probably much lower because the, they were hunkered down. But if you if you took that same death rate that's going on in Chicago and you did that one or two weekends in Duluth, there would be such a hue and cry from the everyday common guy on the street. What's going on? Where's our police department? What's happening? Call out the National Guard. Do something. But there, it's... It's just gangbangers. It's just, you know, it's going to happen. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really think it goes back. You know, I've, I've told the story before, Ken, and I don't mean to bore people, but when I was a young little whippersnapper, uh, uh, we, we used to go into the Five and Dime that was located on the corner down by where Newman's Drug used to be. Remember where that is in the West End? Sure. Okay, well, there was a there was a little five and dime. Uh, I don't remember what it, Franklin's. I think it was Ben Franklin five and dime or something like that. And me and a buddy of mine went in there. We were about eight or seven or eight years old, maybe ten. And uh, my friend said, "Get those handcuffs." They had some plastic handcuff type thing. Get the handcuffs. We can play cops and robbers. And I looked around. Nobody was watching, so I took the handcuffs. And I had them in my back pocket, and I walked into the house, and my grandmother, who was raising me, saw the lump in my jeans in the back. What do you got in your pocket? Oh, uh, nothing. Oh, no, what do you got? I see you got... Oh, that's Jimmy's handcuffs. I blamed it on Jimmy. <clears throat> that's Jimmy's handcuffs. Oh, Jim, they're Jimmy's? Well, you should give them back to Jimmy. Well, I will. I will. And then, But she did, she knew by the way, you know, I guess I wasn't very good at lying. And uh, so I said, I, I will, Grandma. I'll, I'll give him back. So she called Jimmy's mom. And, of course, Jimmy's mom said, Jimmy doesn't have any handcuffs. <laughs> but I know that him and Brad were, uh, you know. Were so my grandmother, unlike parents of today, uh, marched me down to the yes. Ben Franklin. You go, Grandma. <laughs> That's right. And she took me by the nap of my neck into the store and had me apologize to the owner of the store and give them back to him. And I mean, I was I was shaking like a leaf. I was like going to come unglued. Right. 
And uh, I, I'm sorry, I took these. I didn't mean to. And so my grandmother said, now, how are you going to make this good to the store owner for the inconvenience that you gave him? You know, this property was not yours. You took somebody else's property. So I ended up for about two weeks right after school. I was going to Bryant Elementary. Right after school, I would have to go over to Ben Franklin and sweep the aisles. For two weeks? With a push broom. For two weeks. That was yep. harsh. I didn't. I, 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 listen, at that age and where the way I was raised, yeah. I thought it was either that or go to jail. <laughs> well, and look, Brad, and you, what did you turn into? You turned into a deplorable. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> a Trump deplorable. There you what go. am I going to do? Anyway. But no, my, I guess the point I'm making is my, my, the people that were responsible for raising me would never tolerate me doing that. Today, it's like, get an armload of goods, bring it home, and mom and dad will separate it out and decide where we're going to sell it. I mean, not in every case. I'm not you know, throwing everybody into the same pool. Yeah. That, too that, much of it goes on. That's an interesting lesson, Brad, because I, I don't think that, I, I think a lot of parents might still do that today. And it's it, it's it depends on the individual, though. I mean, if you kept on stealing and stealing and stealing and doing oh, that. God. And the parents keep trying to correct you. Well, then it's you're the problem. But at least the parent is trying to make you be a good person, so to speak. Yes. And I think that a trying. lot of that is missing, though, from today. I think, and, and I think oh. that when the parent does that, or the grandma in your case, it tells the young kid, the young person, that, well, I can't do this without getting caught. And um, yeah. I don't know. It just it's a good lesson. It really is a good lesson. I, I at that age I thought my grandmother had supernatural powers. Yeah. I really did. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can read my mind. I think understand? we've all got those stories. Yes, sir. Um you better well, go to listen, break or you're gonna be in big trouble. Yeah, we better. We gotta go to break. We'll be back shortly. The Twin Ports Great Medallion Hunt. Details at KDAL610.com. KDAL time is 1231. Sunshine, three above at the National Weather Service here in Duluth. Let's go to Superior and get an update from uh, Superior. There it is. Partly cloudy, six above. A northwest wind at nine, so still below zero on the wind chill. Minus eight on the wind chill in Superior. Now, it, it appears, Kenny, like it's going to warm up a little bit, like we might be getting in the 20s or so within a day or two, which is going to feel like a heat wave, I'm sure. Well, I might take exception to what meteorologist uh, Nargi said here about the warm-up on Saturday. If you call 10 above warm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunday, yeah, 17, uh, we're really going go. <laughs> to see what we might call warm weather starting Monday and Tuesday of next week. But let's not count our chicks before they hatch. But we're seeing 27 now on Monday, 27, and then Tuesday, 30. Boy, 30 feels yeah. uh, sounds like uh, just a you know time to break out the uh, well. You still need a jacket. No, 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 no. Out. Still need a jacket and a hat and gloves for 30. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you will. Still gets cold. Well, let's uh, let's talk to Tom over in Port Wing. See what's on his mind here this morning. Uh, actually, afternoon. We're in the afternoon edition. Tom, how are you? Well, I'm I'm doing just fine. Um, you know, it's one. There's one thing I guess we know for sure, and that's that we walk amongst some very evil people. And, oh man! You know, I'll just give you an example. If you and I were on the street corner in in 1924, and I told you a hundred years from now, 
this country would have almost 70 million abortions, you would have probably not believed me. Or that no, China uh, might have aborted over 900 million uh, babies uh, in the last 60 years. You wouldn't have believed that either. No. And uh, I'm sure there are some people who won't believe what I'm going to tell you in a few seconds here. That has to do with what you were talking about, a virus. There are countries in uh, Europe, I won't name them, but uh, they are experimenting with taking human DNA and mixing it with animals to create an animal with uh, some of the human qualities. And that may sound like something out of a 1950s horror flick. Yeah, it sounds like out of Frankenstein or something. (laughs) Yeah, and just to to think that we might live amongst some people who are so evil, they think there's too many of us mongrels roaming the planet, that they might release a plague. And we've had the bubonic plague goes all the way back to uh, like the third uh, century B.C., where people have recorded what's happened with all these plagues that we've had. And there are people out there who actually will look at that and go, boy, that would be a great way to reduce the population of these mongrels roaming the earth and saving uh, a lot of this resources for this elite group of people that we uh, rub elbows with. And I know that sounds horrible. I I know it it, it sounds like something out of some wacky sci-fi, but who would have believed that in this country alone you'd have almost 70 million little human babies aborted? Uh, you, you wouldn't have believed that then. As it, I'm sure even in 2024 it's hard to believe that humans would be so evil and wicked that they would take human DNA and mix it with an animal and oh. see if they can come up with some, some grotesque beast. I've, I've gotten I've gotten almost to the point, Tom, that I believe almost anything uh, is is possible in today's society because we we just seem to have lost touch with humanity. Yes. Yeah, and and just on the the, the small human scale of somebody walking up to another person with a knife or a gun, and you know, so desperate and so so depraved that they'll actually kill them for a few lousy bucks in their wallet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it goes from the uh, extreme of killing millions to the extreme of killing just another human being. That's why I say the depravity of people is, is almost like infinity. It's like you cannot believe that there, we would produce people so evil so when I tell you something like this, I, I have to say, you know, I, I wish it wasn't even true that there are people plotting in laboratories evil things. And I really do believe the scamdemic was a, was a test run to see if, um, you know, maybe it work. And maybe the next yeah. time we'll try. You know, we got a lot of rats in the city. What if we put this human DNA in a pile of these rats and then let them go? And, you know, it's just, it's almost like something you can't I think you you hit it right on the head, Tom, when you talked about a test run. I I am of the belief as well 
that this COVID um, that uh, COVID virus that hit us during the pandemic was just a test run to see how we responded, how we reacted, how long it took us to get a vaccine, whether the vaccine really worked or not, uh, how people responded to it. And if China is working on another one that kills every mice that they inject with it, every one of them within a period of about eight days, you can know that they're doing that for some nefarious reason. They, they're doing it for uh, for military preparedness or something where they may use it. They're, people don't just practice and make up viruses like this just to see whether they can do it. There, There's a purpose for it. Yes, and that's the really scary part about all of this stuff. It's something it's even hard to talk about some days. But uh, yeah. I... I hope uh, you can have a great day after what I just told you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. (laughs) Appreciate it. I think I'll go pound my head into the wall while we do CBS News. KDAL time is 1241. Canal Park, uh, let's check the temperature, 6 above. But with a west wind at about 10 miles an hour, of course, we have uh, wind chills that are biting us. And, boy, we had some cold air this morning, Brad, minus 2 in Superior. These are morning lows, uh, again, 2 below in Superior, 9 below in Duluth, 0 at Sky Harbor Airport, minus 6 in Cloquet. You get up on the Iron Range, 13 below uh, I Falls, not quite the Iron Range, but Eveleth, uh, 17 below, and then Ely, minus 20 this morning. Wow, yeah. that's cold. It is, that's it cold. is. And Brad, the best part about it is we have somebody here, and we have him on the phone right now, and he is eager and willing to help people with their heating and cooling and fresh air needs. We do have Justin from AirServe. Can I, I was going to say, can I guess? I would know that okay, it would you go be ahead. Justin Who from AirServe. There you go. <laughs> uh, Justin, how are you? I'm doing great, my friend. And before we get to business, I want to give a special shout out. Justin. To Pastor and Mrs. Ogren out in Carlton, I went to their house yesterday, just moved into the area within the last few months, and probably the best appointment that I'm going to have with a customer all year long. I had so much fun at their house, so hi to Pastor wow. and Mrs. Ogren. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good, de- good deal. But I'll tell you about my appointment I went on this morning. I went on an appointment to talk with a customer about an air exchanger that's been in the house since the house was built in 1987. I was shocked that that thing has lasted as long as it did, but that needed to be replaced. But that appliance, Brad, was located in the same vicinity as a floor-mounted, atmospheric-vented, standard-efficiency boiler. And guess what I saw right next to it, my friend? I saw another enemy. I saw a tanked water heater. So those two things... We got to get those things up off the floor. Somebody asked me the other day how efficient a tanked water heater is, and it's so inefficient that I'm not even going to put a number on it. I'll put it that way, okay? So when we have an opportunity to look at doing something with that main appliance, with that hydronic heating system, we're eliminating all of the energy consumption associated with storing a volume of hot water that nobody's using 97% of the time. And we're going to get those appliances up off the floor, wall-mounted combi or combination boiler that's going to do all the heat for the house and do all the domestic hot water on demand. So sometimes these can appliances... I... Yes. Well, I was going to say, can I be the uh, can I be the questioner here? Because I got some questions on this system myself, and I don't know well, enough about right it. Ahead. I know you, I know you know a myriad of things about it. Sure, they have these systems now, and you'll put them in. I think that mount right on the wall. They're about the size of a suitcase, and the water flows through there. 
And somehow that system heats up the water so that you can have three, four people taking a shower and they'll never run out of hot water. And it it would look like you'd never be able to get enough. Now, I was concerned that that must have a heating coil system in it that heats up so much that you'd worry about whether it would uh, cause damage to the house. Well, I'll tell you what, we got a job opening for you at the office. You did a great job of describing our combi boiler for people that aren't familiar with that. Really what we have is we have the functionality of two appliances condensed down into one. So your combi boiler is going to come on during the summertime to manufacture the domestic hot water that you need, but it's not going to be coming on for heat in June, July, and August. Now, the opposite would be the case during the wintertime. You do have that appliance coming on to produce some heat. And when that does that, there's two sides of functionality of the combi boiler, one that's doing your heat and a secondary heat exchanger that is doing your domestic hot water. The eco feature on that appliance takes some of the heat from the main heat exchanger, transfers it over to the secondary heat exchanger, and keeps it warm so that your startup time on your domestic hot water is less during the wintertime than it is during the summer. But it can do so either you never, one or do both at the same time. So you time never have to worry. Yes. Okay, never you have never to have to worry about not having enough hot water. That is correct. 4.3 gallons per minute is what that 120,000 BTU Burnham Ulta Combi Boiler does on that end of it. Wow. 4.3 gallons per minute. Whew. So you can so you can get rid of that big round hot water heater that takes up half your basement sometimes. You are and, you are very correct, sir. Wow, that's outstanding. Now, right away, of course, people are thinking, okay, how do we do this? How do we get a hold of Justin? And you're going to give them some information about people that will answer the phones locally right here in your hometown and get you to come out to their home. How do they do that? Well, Brad, we make a promise to your listeners that they will have the pants and stuff of them with any AirServe employee that comes to their home. And if they're interested in making that happen, the telephone number for that purpose is 218-879-SERV-S-E-R-V. And our website is AirServe.com, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com. Thanks, Justin. Good stuff as always. You got a myriad of of information there rolling around in your cranium, and I appreciate that. You guys making uh, fun of my hot water tank? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I know what mine looks like. It looks like uh, I don't know what it. It's huge. It's massive. It's funny because and I, I have heard I have heard you can get these units mounted on the wall that are. Yeah relatively small and can keep you running in hot water. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. I've seen them, but uh, we have the old-fashioned tank, and it was replaced um, January of 2011. So, my goodness, that thing's might it's have about been... ready to be replaced again, isn't it? Well, 2011? Uh, yeah, I think it might may have uh, surpassed its warranty. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's the thing we'll do in the future, but yeah. <laughs> Well, let me tell you what I want to talk about, Kenny, when we come back from our Minnesota news break here. Um, you you have heard us talk about the migration problem, the illegal immigration problem, and how uh, cities like Chicago and New York are saying, enough, enough, we can't take any more, stop it. And uh, they're starting to find a way to take care of that problem. And it's called regifting. You ever heard of that? That's that's like when you get a sweater at Christmas time and you don't you might like it, but you might already have one just like it. Have you ever and regifted so, Brad? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have? I, have. I don't know that I yeah, have. Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. Have. All right. Uh, okay. In fact, I never even opened the box that it was in, and I uh, just re-gifted it well, to somebody else. All right. Um, it was for a boat, so I, you know, it's not anything that we we're going to wear. But, but anyway, the city of New York is re-gifting migrants, and you might be surprised where they're re-gifting them to. And I'll tell you about it when we come back after our uh, Minnesota news break. KDAL time is 12.52. Let's go 12.53 and 2. There it is, 12.53. 7 degrees in Superior up on the Iron Range. If we go to Eveleth, 1 above. Let's go out to Aiken. Uh, Let's go to Aiken and see what they're doing at the uh, Steve Kurtz Field. That's the airport out there. Uh, 5 above in Aiken. And, Brad, don't um, don't don't let your guard down when it comes to this forecast. I know we've got some milder uh, air that's going to move in late Sunday, really into Monday and Tuesday of next week, because in the meantime, this Arctic air still persists. Uh, Dangerously cold wind chills each night from today through Friday night. There's going to be some light snow and flurries expected this morning, again on Thursday, especially south shore. And then we're going to see some milder temps late Sunday and then starting next week, Monday. You know, and this this cold snap, Kenny, is is taken up a massive amount of the country, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's all over the place. Yeah, I was seeing some uh, record snowfalls, record low temperatures in the deep south. Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, parts of uh, maybe uh, northern Georgia. So, yeah, it, it is yeah. affecting a lot of us. We received an email this morning from uh, what used to be a neighbor of ours down in Florida, and she said, 32 degrees is the high today. <laughs> That's that's the time of the year they break out the boots. Yeah, in Florida. That's chilly. That's very chilly down there. Well, let me get into the story here. So so here's what's happening. According to the Minneapolis Star in the headline yesterday, <clears throat> noting that Minnesota, Minnesota, our home state, is among the top states to which New York is redirecting its excess illegal immigrant arrivals. Yes, they are taking them, putting them on, giving them giving migrants free plane tickets to leave New York as homeless shelters there are strained with record surge of asylum seekers. Data released by the city shows that over roughly the past two years, 1,177 migrants have taken tickets to Minnesota, the fifth most popular destination. So they're leaving. And I'll get into that story more, but we do, in the meantime, have on the phone with me right now from high atop the U.S. Bank building, our friend Chris Dahlberg. Uh, Chris, how are you uh, holding up being back in this area now after uh, being down south for a week or 10 days? Uh, has your blood started to uh, thicken up a little bit more? Boy, it's, I'll tell you, it's miserable. And, you know, the nice thing, you come into our law office, and we'll tell you about parking. You can park at the uh, Duluth Transit Center on Michigan Street. And so nice. the short di- distance, you can jump out of your car, you get into the Skywalk, and it's all warm uh, coming over here. But even in the Skywalks, it's it's rather cool. It's it's yes. crazy out there. Well, it's you know, it's I guess winter. What everybody expected a month or two ago, and we finally have slapped us in the face pretty hard, and it's going to stick around for a while. No, so next are you catching? Be nice. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Nice is uh, in the eye of the beholder, according to Kenny. I mean, we're going to see temperatures 10, maybe 20 degrees. That's balmy. I think I can go out for a run in my shorts. 
<laughs> I would not suggest that. Okay. Anyway, anyway, let me ask you, are you catching up with Nicole? Uh, she uh, sounded like she had quite a bit of stuff lined up for you when you got back. She did, and we're, we're doing okay, and we can use new uh, estate planning clients. And, you know, New Year's resolution, but, you know, a lot of listeners, maybe you said you're going to have a few less drinks. Uh, maybe you're going to watch weight or whatever. And if you've already broken those New Year's resolutions, uh, call the Dahlberg uh, Law Office, uh, 218-722-5809. You can make the New Year's resolution, get your will done, and you can do it in January, and you'll be a hero the rest of the year. Boy, no kidding. How's that? And and the thing of it is, thing of it is, it's so harmless, so easy to have happen. And Nicole and I talked about it a couple times where you're gone. That no matter where you live in the Northland, if you're listening to us, you don't have to drive in from uh, uh, Ashland uh, to to Duluth to have an appointment. You can simply go on your computer. You can do a FaceTime and get a lot great, of this done. Great point. Today's forty below. You could be on a Zoom with me. And it would take us about probably 45 minutes or an hour, and you could, you could tell me, here's my, what I need for my estate plan. I'd say, okay, I'm going to it, and I'd draft it. So there you go, listeners. Next two weeks, who's going to want to go outside uh, and get out in the cold? So call the Dahlberg office and get on the schedule for a Zoom. There you go. There you go. What's the phone number again? On 218-722-5809, 218-722-5809. Five eight zero nine and NASCAR Nicole's on the other wall, other side of the wall. She's ready to take your calls. Chris, if you're going to go out for a run, don't do it in shorts. Please. Okay, you'll read <laughs> okay. about me in the news. That's it. Take <laughs> Talk care. Talk to you later. Well, anyway, folks, <clears throat> I promise you, when we come back with our number three, I am going to get into this story about the regifting of illegal immigrants to us here in Minnesota. And it's much, much bigger than you would think it is. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, we've got a number of other things we're going to get into as well when we come back with the third hour here on 610 KDAL Radio with Sound Off. So, uh, oh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the governor's uh, new announced $982 million infrastructure plan. What he's planning to do with that as well. I was very curious when I heard him say, we need bipartisan support on this. Oh, really, Governor? Now we need bipartisan (laughs) support. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Where were you when we needed you, Gov? Yeah, exactly. Where were you when we were going to get those $2,000 checks?